Hi, this is Pastor Woods. I wanted to talk to you today about something that's vitally important, and I think in this day and age we need to pay attention, and that would be forgiveness. You know, when you hold something in, when you refuse to forgive someone, it turns into bitterness, it festers, and it can destroy you more than the person that you're refusing to forgive. Often, they don't even know how angry you are, but you know, and you need to turn that over to God. I've entitled this, Father, Forgive Them. Matthew chapter 6, verses 14 and 15 says, For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Jesus was hanging from the cross, surrounded by his enemies, and, and they were unjustly murdering him that day. He had the power to command legions of angels to destroy these enemies and release him from his agony that he was going through. One of my favorite hymns at Easter time is he could have called 10,000 angels, but he died alone for you and me. Instead of calling the angels, he prayed for God to forgive them. And, you know, we were included in that. Anyone that was doing things contrary to what Jesus Christ stands for needs forgiveness. Are you a forgiving person? You know, forgiveness is easy in the abstract. We hear people say, oh yeah, I would have been able to forgive and all that. But when it comes down to when it's reality, where the rubber meets the road, are you a forgiving person? A couple of days after President Kennedy was tragically gunned down in Dallas, Texas, a Presbyterian church from Michigan wrote to the wife of Lee Harvey Oswald. They heard she wanted to stay in America and, and learn the English language. They took it upon themselves to write to her and invite her to come to their community. They would help her find a home so she could have a fresh start on a productive life. Unfortunately, many people, both in the local community and around the nation, got wind of this plan and began writing critical letters about their offer. One person described the situation best when she said, I've never heard of a church doing anything like this before. She knew forgiveness isn't often found even in a group of believers who should best be called Sinners Anonymous. Forgiveness comes hard. The minister answered each unkind and critical letter that came across his desk with great sensitivity. He wrote each person saying he understood their feelings and emotions about their efforts to help Mrs. Oswald. And then he ended each letter by sharing, there's only one thing you haven't shown us. What have we done that wouldn't have been done by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Yes, forgiveness is never easy, but it's always the will of God. Are you a forgiving person? A test. Does remembering how someone hurts you still stir up pain as you think about it? If that person was sitting next to you or kneeling beside you during a communion service at your church, would the communion bread get caught in your throat? Then forgiveness is hard, but unforgiveness is even harder. The physical and psychological effects of bitterness, I, like I've already indicated, a lot of people, they can destroy their health, they can get high blood pressure, they can have ulcers, they can have 
all kinds of things that happen because they're trying to harbor some kind of resentment. They're refusing to let go and let God have that. You know, we could apply it to Islam and Iran. I saw a TV, TV report one time on how the hatred was being implanted in their kids, the hatred for anybody that wasn't a Muslim, hatred for anybody that was from the Jewish community, or hatred for anybody from America. You know, forgiveness causes pain right now, but spares later pain. Walter Wangren wrote concerning forgiveness in marriage. He said, forgiving will not immediately soothe your pain. Instead, it introduces a different pain, a much more hopeful pain, because it is redeeming. You do deny yourself and die a little in order to forgive. Pride dies. Fairness dies. Rights die, as do self-pity and the sweetness of a pout or the satisfaction of a little righteous wrath. You die a little that the marriage might rise alive. Is forgiveness a matter of tit for tat? Sounds like the forgiveness buys God's forgiveness. Matthew 6.15, But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses, or, or that he's petty and won't forgive you unless you do. God's forgiveness doesn't depend on ours. We, we can't earn forgiveness or salvation or any, by anything we do. But only forgiveness uh, people, only forgiven people can really truly forgive. If you can't forgive, God's forgiveness has never lived in you. Those who cannot forgive are, are making a, a bald statement about their spiritual condition. General Oglethorpe, to whom the young John Wesley was chaplain in the colony of Georgia in America, once said to Wesley with great pride, I never forgive. Wesley replied, then I hope, sir, that you never sin. How God forgives us. You know, he forgets as well as forgives. Hebrews 8:12 says, For I will be merciful toward their iniquities, and I will remember their sins no more. He promises to remove our sins as far as the east and from the west. That's Psalms 103, verse 12. We used to say, along with that, he throws it in the sea of God's forgetfulness. He forgives completely, not just in part, and then he forgets about it and doesn't hold us against us anymore. Well, how can we forgive others? I just, uh, somebody told me, I just can't forgive that person for how he hurt me. God, well, I, tell, I told them, and I'll tell you, God can help you forgive. Matthew 18.35 says, So also my heavenly Father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. Remember what God's done for you. Think of all the different times you know that you've had to come to God and ask him for his forgiveness. And, and you know, with the various things we do, the things that people do towards us are quite minor sometimes to what we're holding, what God could hold against us. Keep things in perspective. Our sins, big versus their wrongs. God can give power when we feel weak. Uh, you know, bear in mind the other person may not even be aware of the fact that you're holding this grudge against them. They may not realize what they've done or how it's affected you. 
Jesus there on the cross said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Luke chapter 23, verse 34. Take a small first step. Swallow your pride. Don't expect miracles overnight. One of the things I find that would really help is to begin to pray for that person, that God will help that person. I mean, no, don't pray God heap coals of fire in their head, but pray, Lord, bless them and help them to come to a place where they can, you know, be appreciative of the fact that you're in their lives. And help me, Lord, to be able to forgive them. The more I pray for someone, the less apt I am to be angry with them. There was an article in Guidepost about Corey Ten Boom. She told about how she was not able to forget a wrong that had been done to her. She thought she had forgiven that person, but she kept rehashing the incident, and so she couldn't sleep because it was on her mind all the time. Finally, Corey cried out to God for help. God's help came by way of a kindly Lutheran pastor. He said, as he pointed to a spire in his church, Up in that church tower is a bell which is rung by pulling on a rope. But you know what? After the sexton lets go of the rope, the bell keeps on swinging. First ding, then dong, slower and slower until there's a final dong, and then it stops. I believe the same thing is true of forgiveness, he said. When we forgive, we take our hand off the rope. But if we've been tugging at our grievances for a long time, we mustn't be surprised if the old angry thoughts keep coming back for a while. They're just the ding-dongs of the old bell slowing down. Ask God to help you to get that out of your system and allow Him to come in and totally heal that. And so it proved to, to be for Miss Ten Boom that what he told her was right. Our forgiveness communicates the gospel in a powerful way. You know, life is too short to harbor bitterness and let things get to you. A teacher told each of her students to bring a clear plastic bag and a sack of potatoes to school. For every person that they refused to forgive, they were to choose a potato and write on it the name and date and put that potato in the plastic bag. Some of their bags were quite heavy. They were told to carry this bag with them everywhere for one week, putting it in beside their bed at night or on the car seat when they were driving, next to their desk at work or school, just keeping it next to them no matter where they went or what they did. The hassle of lugging those potatoes around with them made it clear that a weight they were carrying spiritually and, and how they had to be alert at all times to not forget and leave it someplace where it would be embarrassing. Naturally, the condition of the potatoes deteriorated to a nasty slime. What a great metaphor for the price we pay for keeping our pain and, and heavy negativity. Too often we think of forgiveness as a gift to the other person, and it clearly is something that's more for ourselves. If Jesus is the was in the excruciating pain he was in, on the cross in the crucifixion, and he could pray for my forgiveness of sin, who am I that I can't forgive others for the hurt that they've caused me? 
Little Ben was brought into the emergency ward at, uh, after an injured head. He was bleeding and needed to have some stitches. The doctor asked him how he got hurt. He said he had an argument with his playmate Rosemary and she conked him on the head with her croquet mallet. Sure enough, the doctor could see the outline of a well-aimed mallet embedded in little Ben's forehead. He stitched the uh, Ben up and when he was finished, he offered Ben a lollipop for being such a good little boy. He was surprised when Ben asked for two lollipops, and so the doctor asked Ben, Why do you want two of them? Ben said so that he could take one to his little friend Rosemary. What a wonderful way to end a dispute. Instead of being vindictive, take a lollipop to the person who injured you, and, and don't carry a grudge that will fester and hurt you in the long run. Do you choose a potato so that you can keep the bitterness going or do you take two lollipops so you can move on as much a much sweeter person victorious in your Christian walk? I used this illustration once in a church that I was pastoring and I provided at the end of the service lollipops for anyone needing to rebuild a relationship with someone they were at odds with. The idea was take two lollipops, go to that person, sit down with them, talk with them, do whatever needs to be done, pray with them until you can once again reestablish a good relationship with them. Let me ask you, do you need two lollipops today? Is it something that would help you? in order to be able to be at peace with others around you. Father, I pray that you help us to learn the secret of forgiveness. When we have a grudge against somebody, we hang on to that bitterness, Lord. It is just something that destroys us. It takes away our happiness. It takes away the joy that we ought to be having and serving you. It gets in the way of things that we want to do because we're afraid, Lord, that we're going to think about that or run into that person. Help us to come to a place where we will do as you did. Father, forgive them, for I forgive them. I pray, Lord, and give us victory in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Again, if you want to get in touch with me, you can write me at Box 4031, Sun Valley, Arizona, 86029. Or you can use my email address, lowercase, R-E-V-W-M-W-W-O-O-D-S at gmail.com. But you should text me and let me know it's there because I get so many emails and sometimes I just kind of pass over some. Don't mean to neglect anybody, but there's also a lot of junk that I get rid of. And or you can call me 623-845-2741 or you can text me at that number 623-845-2741. God bless you. I want you to be victorious. I want you to have all of God's blessings. That comes as we're willing to let go and let God have his way. I'll be preaching this Sunday at the First Baptist Church here in Holbrook. I would invite you to come and be a part of the service. Also on Sunday nights, we've started a, a, a series or a Bible study on Revelation. This coming Sunday night, I'm going to show a video on Thief in the Night, and I would encourage you to come. It's really a, a fantastic 
video makes you think. God bless you. Talk to you later. Bye.